Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, where we believe that choosing to go all in is the only way to create true freedom in your business and life. Now join your hosts, Brent Duhane, Dr. Joseph Kay, and Brandon Straza, as they talk to industry leaders, veteran CEOs, and cutting edge entrepreneurs about the tough decisions they made on their way to success. This is Breaking Business Barriers. Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers and Open Court Friday. I am your co-host, Brandon Strauss, the Real Naked Agent, along with Dr. Joseph K. And Brett Duhin. And today, BD, you're going to introduce what we are talking about and how it relates to not only the entrepreneurial business world, but to what's going on in the sports world. Yeah, so much ties, you know, into the business world in, in correlation with sports. I mean, there's a lot of, we know it's big business individually, whether it's professional or collegiate sports. And so what we're, what we're bringing up is you sign a contract, whether it's in basketball, baseball, football, whatever it happens to be, but we're, we're talking just professionals. And, and do you, you as a player, you're a contracted employee. So you're not, you're not technically a W-2, you're contracted. In other words, freelancer, whatever you want to be able to say. But you sign up, let's say you find, you sign a five-year deal. You're 22 years old. My gosh, that's looking wonderful. You know, you have two or three great years. Maybe you've got two or three years left in your contract, and you decide, I'm up. I'm, I'm playing out, out of sight. Um, I know I'm not going to be here much longer. Do I hold out and go for more money, or do I honor my contract? And that's where we go. Strauss? All right. So uh, let me tell you what these guys and gals and the athletes do. It's it's tremendous. You know, there's very few. The percentage that can do what they do is it's very few in the world. So I, I, I completely sit there and see where there would be leverage in this. The problem that I go back and forth with is, is I decided to go into the CBA. Now, I didn't I was not in the league at the time when the CBA or whatever the different divisions are, but I'm deciding to play the sport. I have to play by the guidelines. I signed this contract. And now, though my, my sports career can be super short, and I've probably still made more than 99% of the people on the planet, I want to back out. I want something else. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have a, I, I, I have a little bit of a problem with that. I mean, it'd be like me going and doing a job as an entrepreneur and sitting there and realizing halfway through the job, screw you guys, I actually want more money. And this is why you have to pay me or I'm just not going to finish the job. So I kind of look at it from there like I signed the contract. I might not like it, but listen, next time the the contract negotiations come up or the CBA renegotiates the things, I better be at the forefront saying, guys, we can't have these rookie contracts set up for this long of a period of time. We need to do something about it. Here's the injustice. Yeah, I look, I I get the notion of honoring a contract. I mean, that's kind of the, the building blocks of, of society. You know, you honor your, but like sports, sports is such a great example for a lot of things, but it's also a great counter example for a lot of things. And with this, I'm going to argue that when you go into the league, it's not like the business place. You are, they assign you to a team. You don't get to pick where you work and they say, Hey, you're going to go work in Seattle this year. Um, and you're presented with one contract and that's it. You can sign it or you cannot play your sport anymore. And so the, the, all the leverage is against the player. You know, you have one option, sign it, and they don't even really negotiate the contract. It's whatever the, the, CV, the collective bargaining agreement did. So let's say that happens, 
And let's say two years into it, you're playing lights out. You're overplaying your contract. You're over-delivering. At that point, the leverage has shifted to the player. And just like the league used its leverage on day one, perhaps unfairly, then the player chooses to use his or her leverage, perhaps unfairly, in year two. And it's not like a regular career, like if you sell insurance or if you loan money or if you type on the computer or whatever, you can probably give that a go for a good 50, 60 years. These people have like four or five years of, of time that, they, that they're useful in that career. Correct. Still making more money, even at whatever that that bargain basement sure. price is, still making more money than 99% of the people. So that's why more people out there will sit there and be like, I'm not crying for you for what the, the few million dollars right. that you made. Like, that's well, the reality. Some of those folks, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, ignorant to this, I guess. What What is the, does anybody know the, the bottom line NFL contract now? Is it a couple hundred thousand? Well, it's got to at least be a quarter million. I bet you it's over half a million, but I don't know. I'm again. I'm guessing. You, the audience, can you please type and tell us right let's, now? Okay. Here, let's let's say it's a, a fourth string running back out of a D two school, and he signs on and he makes the team. He makes the fifty three man roster. I'll bet you he's pulling two three hundred thousand a year, maybe. Right? I mean, yeah, for sure. It, you know, generally they sign four-year contracts with a fifth-year option, right. so they can opt. They can opt in. It looks like it's four hundred eighty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. that's a little more than I thought. Yeah. Well, regardless, look, we we all probably have met people in our day-to-day lives that make around that amount of money. It's it's a it's a whole lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like you know you know I came over on the Mayflower money. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's big money, but let's say that. Year two, the lead running back breaks his leg, and the backup running back breaks his leg, and now fourth string guy comes up, runs for two thousand yards in a year. He'd be a fool not to try to renegotiate the following year. So then, what That's I would it. sit there and say, it needs to be you know you need to be at the forefront of that and sit there and say, listen, I know I keep going back to the CBA because that's the one yeah, that like no, seems I... to be the most in my head right now, guys. Two years max. After two years, like that is when we can start renegotiating as, as and when we come into the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, whatever it is, I, we renegotiate after two years. Yeah. I mean, it shortens the time period because yeah. right now it looks like there's a four year time period. Just to give you a heads up, what I'm seeing right here 480 the first year, 555 year two, 630 year three, 705 year four. Now, pay endorsement deals, all that kind of good sure. stuff. But listen, if I'm top. You know, and I know I'm I'm sitting there, and I haven't really chosen where I'll, whether I believe it's this way or that way. But sometimes I can see both sides of it. And in this case, like year four, if I'm lights out, you know, right. I'm I'm throwing for over uh, four thousand yards. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing for you know thirty five plus touchdowns and only seven interceptions. Or I'm a running back that's doing this. Or I've got like twenty sacks in a season. Whatever it is. I I'm not going to go out there and continue to risk my body knowing that. I could, it would be one play and I'm done. Yeah. And I'm done knowing that if I had the right contract, I'm still playing. But if I'm done, at least I'm taking care of a little bit more for my pain and suffering. Especially the NFL, non-guaranteed contracts. So, you know, they could, uh, they could get hurt and be done and, and you don't, ownership is going to continue to pay. Right. And you're cut. And outside of whatever your guarantee happens to be, um, I'm all about the player and the and the leverage, and again, especially in football because the shelf life is so short. Yeah. And how many times do we see? We I follow the I follow the sport pretty closely, <clears throat> where ownership comes in and says, 
without leverage, without the player leveraging his spot, um, and come in and say, hey, we're going to guarantee you another couple of years. doesn't happen very often, but you certainly see yes. ownership, management, cut a player if, for whatever reason, they could have been a pro bowler the year before, but if it isn't a fit anymore and they need, a, they need some room yeah. in the old cap, so let's let's round that back into the business world, the entrepreneur award, sure. because all of us and the people that are listening, they're they don't have the luxury, right. or we don't have the luxury of sitting there saying, "Hey, this is a real world problem for me." Let's bring it into the business world. You're a contracted employee, okay? W two. Well, contractor, you're not W two. You're going to be ten ninety nine. Yeah. Or you're a W two employee. You come in on X Y Z contract with set expectations, and then all of a sudden, after your first twelve months, you're like, "Listen." I either go from here to here or I'm out. You know, do you feel sorry when the corporation sits in like that an employee holds that company hostage or that small business hostage or vice versa when the company after year one sits there and says, hey, we don't need your services anymore because of X, Y, and Z. Where does that kind of lie? Yeah. I Look, I generally, it's a little different in the in the business world. You guys are, are much, have much better acumen than I in, in the business world. But I always kind of, think of it just kind of like you said like the employee has to look out for him or herself just as the company would you know i mean and that's kind of brutal and and cold the only time i do feel bad about it is um let's say you have a computer system that's very difficult to learn how to use banner or epic or, or some proprietary software that's tough and you bring on an employee and you're like look this guy's gonna underproduce for me for a year because he's not going to, have to know how to run Banner or Epic, and I'm going to coach him and teach him. And you bite the bullet for a year, getting less productivity than you would expect, teaching him or her how to use Banner. Month 12 comes up, and the person's like, oh, thanks, Brandon, for teaching me how to use Banner. I'm going to go over to this other place, and they're going to pay me twice as much. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that some of that is a little weird. If the going rate is twice as much, maybe that's on you. But you just sunk a lot of time and money into training an employee, and they're walking away with that, that leverage, you know, that, and that that's a little that happens, that happens and and it's a possibility it could be happening. You just never yeah. know when you give someone that. Now at the same time, it can go the other way as well. Oh, sure. We know that, you know, we know that the the company, the small business can can gain leverage from the other person and learn a lot from that person. Right. They're like, now we don't need you anymore because you taught us this new skill. It I, I would assume it goes less times than not it goes that way but anything's possible at the end of the day for me it's like how much is your house worth it's worth whatever someone is willing to pay for it yep you know and so these ideas of like minimum wages or going rates or this that or whatever i mean it's easy to get caught up in that but like i don't know what is a person worth it's worth whatever someone's willing to give that person whether it's in sports whether it's in the business world Whatever it is, um, academia, it's it's worth what someone's willing to pay. And hey, if you're able to hold them hostage and they bend or vice versa, they don't. Um, you know, I don't know so much about showing up in a money truck or a moving truck <laughs> or something like that um, to uh, to prove your point. If if you want to go about it, my, my opinion typically, if you want to go about making a change for yourself or for the people around you, you become a little less flashy and, and you do it. Uh, the media will respect you more. Your family, everyone around you will respect you more if you just do go about it in, in a, in a business like manner. The number of jobs, let's just call it jobs for people that are W2 or what, what have you, um, is so, is the opportunities are, are so much bigger than a professional athlete. 
I mean, your, your shelf life again being short, but I don't know what the what the average number of jobs someone holds today. It might be it it might be ten different companies. I'm not sure where it is, but it's far greater than what it was 25 years ago. Yeah. And the the thing that differentiates the most, in my opinion, two things: the shelf life of a professional athlete, but then that the team concept. Mm. You know, you're letting your team down. If you if you're on a great team, you happen to be one of the stars, but you hold out. That might mean more losses than wins, and you're letting your you're letting your locker room buddies down, and I think that's a big deal. Yeah, in jobs, you make some friends. At the end of the day, most of them are probably going to high five you and say, "Hey, good job. Tell me about your new gig. Maybe I should go over there." <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah, that, that 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 is true. And hey, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Don't forget that. I think anyone that doesn't realize that or hasn't gone through that. Um, not saying I want you to, but I think it teaches you a lot when you realize that. Yeah, I think most of the time when people change whatever to escape problems, they find that those problems follow them because the problems were kind of a part of them to begin with. You kind know, like I mean, the boost on the train. Yeah, that's it's true. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, hey, let us know your thoughts, ask us your questions, and give us a topic for Open Court Friday. We would love to hear from you. Please, again, reach out to us. you got a wealth of knowledge here. You've got over combined, oh, geez, 60, 70, 80 years, you know, going on 100 years worth of business mm. academia knowledge on here. Um, and we'd like to share it with you. We, we want to have that give back for you. Again, my name is Brandon Straza, the Real Naked Agent, along with Dr. Joseph K. And Brent Duhane. We'll see you on the airway. You've been listening to Breaking Business Barriers. For more information, or if you have a compelling story to tell, find us on Facebook at Open Media Source.